Hey, good, every, good evening, everybody. This is Rob with Local Tri Vibe. I've got uh, the race director for Kinetic Multisports, uh, Greg Hawkins, on the line with me tonight. Uh, Greg, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Doing well. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. I, like I said, I, I know you're. Um, I think your busy season's over. Are you Are you done for the season? Or are you uh, Are you kind of just relaxing right now? I am running a lot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I don't. I don't get to get to as as, uh, as many miles in in the summertime as I would like to. So I've been been hitting the trails a lot, getting uh, getting my nature fix. Very good, very good. So listen, I I um I've crossed paths with you uh, back when you were uh, still Virginia Maryland Triathlon Series, and um, you know I'm always fascinated with how races come about. Like like how did you get started with with originally the Virginia Triathlon Series, and then I think you went to Maryland. But how did that all evolve? Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to just take you back to the beginning of when I started the sport because it's kind of a cool story and an evolution. Um, so I was a lifeguard and a cyclist and a runner in, in high school. I ended, I was in Pennsylvania. I moved to North Carolina, went to school down there. Um, I did my first triathlon while still in high school back, like before light bulbs and, uh, ended up in Wilmington, (laughs) ended up in Wilmington and, uh, was racing down there and I, I met up with a local race promoter and he would let me race for free. And, um, if I would help him pack up, that led to a, a part-time job, which led to a, a franchise of setup events in 2005. And then, uh, we started the Virginia, Mar- the Virginia triathlon series back in Oh five. And mm-hmm. then the Maryland series in 2008. Um, and then we parted ways with, with setup a number of years ago formed Virginia Maryland Triathlon Series, and then uh, we absorbed Piranha Sports last year and uh, couldn't do business in Pennsylvania as the Virginia Maryland Tri-Series, so we had to had to reinvent ourselves yet, yet again. So, very cool. That's just, I, I love that um, you, you've taken something that I, um, that I love to do, and I think that it's amazing. Anytime someone can take what they do and turn it into a living, without turning it into something that they don't want to do, do anymore. You know what I mean? So that's a, sure. there's got to be a balance there somehow. So that's kudos to you on that. Yeah. Thanks. But, um, so how does, how do you operate 50 races with four? Like you've got yourself, Don, Janie, and Suzanne. How Correct. does that happen? Like, how does that, that's, that's a lot of traveling. There's a, a ton of logistics. You don't have to tell me the details, but what, how do you make that happen from a mindset? Like I can't get my head around that. Well, you know, we've been doing, we've done a lot of races, you know, even before we absorbed Piranha Sports, uh, you know, we were still racing 22 days a year, and I think we went up to about 30-ish days a year, so wow. um, we, were, we, were, we were racing a lot, you know, it averages like three weekends per month, um, you know, April-ish through October-ish, and um, wow. when, we, when, when we brought on Piranha you know, we knew it was going to be a little tricky and uh, logistically challenging. And so we brought on some race directors to help. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, with some, some crafty logistics and an F450, we are, we are able to make it happen. But uh, Jason Chance uh, works for Tricycle and Run. He does uh, race directing for us in Delaware and Maryland. And then Terry uh, okay. Basham does race directing for us. He's a retired Army logistics officer. So it's like, and, you know, everybody that works for me is a triathlete, too, so it's like they get it. 
And that's, oh, yeah. that's, that's key. Like people have to be triathletes or they don't care, you know, or they just don't get it. So you have to be a triathlete to even work here. So, oh, without doubt. Yeah, no, no. And your, your events are um, becoming, if they haven't already been, the local favorite everywhere you go. Like, there's, there's nobody. And listen, I, I've done the ones in Hampton Roads, um, and I love them. They're the go-to, they're the go-to events, you know, the Smithfield mm-hmm. and the, um, you know, all, all the Patriot, all of them. And I'll be honest with you, that's a good segue, by the way, because I'm going to segue into the socks. How did the socks get started? Because we, we all love our socks. <laughs> Um, that was, I, I don't remember exactly how they got started, but, um, Don White takes care of the socks and, uh, he's going to, I threw him under the sock bus one more time, but, uh, yeah, he takes care of all that man. And, uh, yeah, we got socks. My kids wear nothing but race socks, which is, which is I mean, pretty cool. I mean, am I wrong? Does everybody love their socks? Let, let me answer the question. I know the answer to this question. I know everybody loves their socks and here's how I know why I was at Ironman Louisville and people had their socks on from your race series. So that shows you how, how the, that's, that's how people identify themselves. You know what I mean? Oh, I did that race too. Yeah. You know? Yep. So, oh, that's so cool. That's so cool. I love it. I love it. So they're, they're a thing. Like, like everybody has their swag, but I'm telling you, and they're high quality socks too. I don't mean to go, I didn't mean to have this long of a conversation about socks, but it's kind of a big deal. You know, they're good race socks. I actually did Marine Corps this year. Um, and I, I laid all my stuff out and I had two pairs of my, uh, well, they were Virginia, Maryland triathlon. And then I had uh, one of the kinetic socks, but that's how good they are. They're part of my, my race day stuff. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. So, yep. I know it. Yeah. Whatever you it. do, don't lose the socks. Don't lose the socks. Don't lose the socks. Okay. Okay. Noted. Noted. Thank you. So, so you've gotten this big, you've taken a big bite right now. Like you've got a huge 50 races five states, like, what do you do from here? How do you, how do you progress? Um, you know, that's a great question. And that's what we're working on. We're working on right now. Um, so we made a very conscious decision not to add any new races for 2019. Um, mm-hmm. Our goal is to make the existing slate of races better um, and just logistically uh, smoother on our end. Um, just to, you know, there was, there were some learning issues. Uh, there were some uh, learning points we we, uh, we we generated last year, and we're acting on those. And nothing, you know, nothing with the races, but it's just you know, some you find inefficiencies when you grow this much, and and people are tired. I'm tired, so we're going to try to hire some more people. Um, just kind of clean things up, just make systems a little bit better, and uh, so no no major changes. But we we hope to add some draft legal racing to some of the existing races, you know, more swim clinics, more ways for people to engage and just come out and have a good time and become better athletes and better people. So, you know, that's, uh, that's, that's just a tough thing because you've run, you know, it, it's odd because I've, I've raced your races and they are smooth and they are well-organized and they, from, mm-hmm. from the race perspective, they go off without a hitch. So I know that it's never that clean behind the scenes, but it comes off great. I mean, so, you know, you mentioned the draft legal racing as a triathlete, as a, I don't know if you consider yourself a purist, but how did you go from the beginning, seeing how this all evolved to what I will call not, I'll use my words, not your words, choking down the idea of draft legal races. Well, you know, 
so I, I am I'm looking at, at draft legal racing from a different perspective. I'm not looking at, at it as a mass participation event. Um, uh-huh. We're looking at it more as a boutique add-on to some of our races. Okay. And, and this is why. So we, we did the, the NCAA Eastern Regional Qualifier in conjunction with Liberty University, NCAA, and USAT last October at Smith Mountain Lake. And mm-hmm. that race was awesome. Um, mm-hmm. What I think a lot of people don't understand is that there, if you're an NCAA collegiate athlete or triathlete, you don't have a whole lot of options to race draft legal. And that's a problem. So where, where are these folks going to get the racing experience to become good draft legal athletes? You know, mm-hmm. like you have to drive to Florida. You have to go to Arizona. Like there's just not enough, you know, it's, okay. you, you got to be with that pack on the swim. You have to have better bike handling skills. You have to be able to bridge a gap, you know, get onto the next mm-hmm. pack. Like there's just, you know, we don't have the culture of bike racing here that other countries have. So right. how do we develop that? So, you know, I'm, I, I was not able to race a collegiate, you know, NCAA triathlete when I was in college. I would have loved to. It would have been awesome, but I don't have that. I didn't have the opportunity. So I want to make sure that kids coming through the ranks get that opportunity. You know, we're just we're growing the next generation of athletes. So and draft legal is what they're doing, but they can also. I mean, obviously they can race our triathlons as non-draft legal races, but we're really trying to just you know get behind that um, and see what we can do. Absolutely. And like I said, you know, the first thing is um, I've noticed mostly because I race in, out of Williamsburg, um, just mm-hmm. it's closer. It is what it is. But um, I've noticed that I see more and more colleges every year there. And uh, mm-hmm. My, mm-hmm. Son is, uh, my son is going to VCU now. I asked him to come up to a race just to help me out with some stuff. He's like, Dad, there's colleges here. I was like, I know. And you know what? They don't have triathlon programs in the high school. So they go out and they scout runners and swimmers. And he goes, well, I can run. I was like, you know what? Runners have a good – so my point is it, it, it builds this uh, organic um, depth of bench in, in your area. So my son is now thinking about triathlons because he came to me to one of your events, saw all the colleges, and was like, you know, I'm not good enough to run on the running team, but I could swim and I could bike and I can put all three together. Not a lot of people are doing that. So I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, you know, it's, you know, Hampton's got the new, um, they've got an NCAA program now. And uh, yeah, where, where the trash, yeah, yep, exactly, exactly, a women's program. And uh, where are those athletes going to come from? Um, and so we want to make sure that there's a good pool of, of athletes locally that they can, they can pull from. So it's just an exciting time. Yeah, it's an exciting time to, to, to focus on, on high school and college racing, um, and it just happens to be draft legal. And for us, it's how do we add those – I don't want to go out and do a separate draft legal event, but can we do um, – like what, one of the races we're going to add this to is Giant Acorn up at Lake Anna State Park. So we'll right. have the Olympic on – standard Olympic Saturday morning, no problem. People can, people can do that. Two o'clock Saturday afternoon, we're going to have a draft legal women's race. Wow. There you oh, go. We're, cool. we're going to shut the – yeah, so all the infrastructure is there. We just shut the road down, shut the roads down for an hour inside the park. We just – park security is going to pull their pickup truck across the driveway, and no one's getting in or out for an hour, you know, and then just we do the race, close course, boom. When everybody's off the yep. course, we open it back up. So 
Very cool. Um, yeah. I, I love, and, and, you know, that's already given me a different perspective on, on uh, draft legal races other than my uh, – as if I'm a purist. I'm, I'm middle to the back of the pack. Well, back of the middle of the packer. So, you know, I'm not, <laughs> not going to benefit from drafting anyway, so it's not really a big deal. Um, so, right. so tell me this. I mean, you guys, um, you guys are an independent. And, and, you know, in our backyard, we have, we have the big guys coming in and buying up races. How do you mm-hmm. stay so fiercely independent in a world that's just being gobbled up by, by corporate giants? <laughs> um, I, I've, I've always been a bit of an independent thinker, I guess. Um, so I, it's, we just, you know, Rob, we just do what we do. Um, we just <laughs> love putting on races. And, uh, you know, people are going to, I mean, Nations has gone away. A lot of races mm-hmm. have come and gone, and a lot of companies right. have come come and gone. Uh, you stay lean, you stay passionate, and you just keep your head down. You know, keep keep grinding it out. So can I can I interpret that as um as you're not going anywhere anytime soon? <laughs> as as far as I know, you know, I'm not you know I'm not fielding phone calls and offers or anything like that. So that's it. Um, and I won't point you in the corner either. But we we love we love what you are. Uh, those and you know you. I, I've been at, at re- races where I've registered and I've seen you guys interacting with, uh, you know, the registrants and it's, I, I don't know who else does that. Like honestly does that. In most cases you don't even know who the race director is, but even your referees, right. um, I know that some referees down here, um, Dan down in Virginia beach mm-hmm. and loves you guys. You know, he's a great guy, thinks the world of you. And, and that says a lot because it's not just the race. It's, it's everything. It's the race directors. It's the volunteers. You guys have crazy volunteers. I don't know how that boggles my mind, how you generate that much manpower in such a short space. I mean, can you speak to that, or, or how do you develop that? Um, that is Janie Langford right there. Um, so Janie's our volunteer coordinator, and she's got relationships with these groups that go back years. Um, we love bringing the same groups back year after year, and they just, you know, they – especially when you have the same groups, the same coaches, the same athletes um, manning those aid stations. It's like they get it. They know it needs to be done. They can problem solve. They can take initiative. And, and they know it's, they know they have to be there at four thirty in the morning, you know, for eight hours. And it's, right. just, you know, it's okay. They know what they're getting into versus, um, you know, and they're passionate about it. They, they know how important it is to have cold water out there in the course because, you know, maybe it's not 90 degrees now, but they know it's going to be. And, uh, right. you know, they've been, they've been there, done that, so, which is right. huge. It, it, it really takes a large community. I and mean, you spoke to Dan Edwards, and, uh, you know, it, it's just, you know, we love working with the refs that, you know, it's not about penalizing people. It's about educating people about the sport because we have so many new people coming in all the time and uh, they just don't, they don't know that drafting is bad. Like, Hey, you know, it's first race. Okay. Yeah, we know, we know it's okay. So. Yep. And, and, you know, I sat, um, I, I do a lot of um, inclusion stuff. There's a, uh, have you, I know that Ainsley's angels locally um, mm-hmm. is a, I don't know if the right word is partner, but I know they race the races, and I think that's great. A lot of people see them on the course. Do you have other inclusion partners, or do you see that coming along more so than it has in the past? No, Ainsley's Angels is, is by far the largest group that we work with. Um, we'll get, you know, ones and twos coming to some of our races, um, but mm-hmm. by far Ainsley's Angels is the, is the largest group that we work with. Um, 
And I, I think, think I think we'll... go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I I love uh, I love the reactions of the crowd of people who have never seen it before. Just really, just eyes wide open. It's the closest thing to an adult seeing Santa Claus. Like the way that kids look at Santa Claus, or the way some of these adults look at these athletes with uh, in tow mm-hmm. or being pulled by um, by other athletes. It's, it, the camaraderie is unreal out on the course. Hearing the support and the you know the the pats on the back and the, just the genuine kudos that these guys get is um, is pretty amazing. Not just from the race staff, but from the other racers as well. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. It's very inspiring. So talk to me about some of the partners you have, because I know that you, uh, you know, you don't do any of this alone, and there's a whole lot of, you know, you get the volunteers, you've got the race referees. What about some of the, uh, the, the, the partners? I know there's a guy named Di Roberts uh, I see everywhere, like everywhere. Mm-hmm. It dies out there. How do you, that's part of the community as well, I would imagine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Di Denise, they're, they're great. Um, you know, Di has a lot, he's got a coaching business and, uh, he's, you know, retired Royal Navy and he'll come out and sometimes he's helping us wrench, you know, wrench on bikes. If, if we're short on tech support or tech support's really busy, um, you know, selling coffee, bagels, last minute items. It's just, you know, he just saw a need and, and said, Hey, can I come out and, 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 and do this and to support the athletes? And it's been, it's been great. It's been great. Um, you know, we, he, he's been awesome. He comes to a lot of our uh, Tidewater. I mean, heck, he goes to all of our races, not just Tidewater races. Um, I'm not kidding when I tell you. First of all, I love the triathlon community, and everybody thinks their community is the best community, the running community, the cycling <laughs> community. Um, I will tell you that I've, I've been a part of those communities, um, never at the elite level, but I will tell you that I love the triathlon community because I'll see people in um, in Puerto Rico, in Louisville, in Arizona, in uh, wherever I go, there's always somebody we know from somewhere. Um, and, and by the way, Di has been in every one of those groups, Puerto Rico. Uh, okay. Wilmington, I see him everywhere we go. He's always just part of that tri-community, supportive, encouraging. Mm-hmm. You need a – your skewer is not working right. He's got a skewer just on hand. Here you go. Take it. Go. Right. Um, that's that community. So, who? What are the partners are uh, that you'd uh, like to give a shout out to while you got the opportunity? I mean, oh my gosh, with uh, with fifty races, man, there's there's a long list. Um, I, and if I left any, if I leave anybody out, I apologize. Yeah, but, no, um, I know it's the, hard. You know the the various state park systems that we work with. Um, you know, the like the Williamsburg community. They're great to work with. Charles City County is great to work with. We, you know, every race we do has to have law enforcement and medical personnel out there supporting the event. Um, and, you know, you, you just can't do it with – you can't responsibly do it. Yeah, I guess you could, but you can't responsibly do it without those folks. And, um, right. you know, over the years – I mean, there's some places we've been dealing – I've been dealing with the same, you know, police chief for 15 years and wow. it's, it's just, it's really, really great. Um, you know, the, the folks on Louisa County are, are great. Spotsylvania County, they're great. And, you know, Rock Hall, they're just, it's just, I love going to these races and you just catch up with these people and like, hey, how's it going? They love the events coming into town because people are happy. They're, uh, they're athletic, they're fit. It's inspiring the community. People generally aren't getting drunk and going, you know, running right. into ditches, things like that. 
So it's like, yeah, there's, you know, sometimes there's some traffic hiccups, but generally the communities really like the events that, that we do because they, they run well, they run on time, people don't, get, you know, generally don't get hurt. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, it's, there, there are literally too many community partners to, to, to name them all. Fair. Um, not, not fair of me to put you on the spot like that, so I apologize. Um, no, it's so okay. Where can uh, where what's your website? Where are the main people or people are going where, places where people are going to register? Yeah, so the, uh, uh, kinetic, kineticmultisports.com. Got it. Uh, all races are on there. Registration. We can register for any race. Absolutely, right. absolutely. I, I encourage rate. I encourage the qualifiers. You know, people doing five races, and then we we score those. You know, your your five races for points. And uh, awards, I, I think that's a great, a great way to get people to just commit to doing a lot of racing, a lot of training over the course of the year. So, and you get some pretty cool gear as well if you, uh, if you win your age group. Absolutely. So, okay, so final question. Um, what, what's your advice to, uh, to a newbie getting into it? Like, what is your, you've been in this a long time. You've seen a lot of things come and go, a lot of trends come and go. What, what's your, your top, you know, pieces of advice for them you got this you got this i mean it's people make it super complicated and it's it's just it's really not um you know i I focus on your fitness focus on staying healthy if you don't know how to swim invest a little bit in uh, some swim lessons swim coaching um just you know people don't realize how technique driven swimming is so just spend a little time getting some technique instruction or else you're just going to swim backwards. Um, you know, you don't need to buy a $5,000 bike to start off. You can, you can ride pretty much any bike and I, we have seen it all and, uh, you can do your first triathlon on whatever you have in your garage. You'll go faster if you spend more, but that's, you know, that's okay. Um, and then once you've done the swim and you've done the bike, you've got the run, you've got the run, just keep, you know, putting one foot in front of the other and, and you'll, you'll get to the finish line. Just, you know, gut it out. It'll be, it'll be a lot of fun and it'll be worth it. Well, very cool. Well, Greg, I, um, I appreciate it. I know it's, uh, it's been a long season for you. Uh, we've got the holidays coming up. So, um, uh, I appreciate any time you can ever give me and, um, yeah, uh, we'll, any luck, we'll see you a couple of times next year and, uh, we'll make sure we have a, uh, see if we can get a, a YouTube, a face to face video at some point, but, um, Thanks for all you do. Uh, appreciate it. And, uh, again, thanks for your time tonight. Oh, you bet. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. We'll see you at the races. All right. We'll talk to you soon.